The Tower, Episode 17. In this return episode, it's the aftermath of the No Justice miniseries spinning out of DC's metal event, and the various Titans titles are getting a makeover. We're going to sidestep the ongoing New Teen Titans focus to talk about two Titans specials from the month of June 2018. All this and a little more on today's episode of The Tower. Hey everyone, this is your host Peter. Welcome back to The Tower. It's only been shy of, oh, two years since the last episode, but hey, if you're new to The Tower altogether, welcome aboard. You can certainly go back and play catch-up to the first 16 episodes, and it'll feel as if there never really was a hiatus. Now, if you're not new to The Tower podcast, welcome back, and sorry for the wait. For those new to the podcast, The Tower is a podcast dedicated to the Marv Wolfman, George Perez, New Teen Titans era of comics. I think the first podcast devoted specifically to that era started back in 2009 during my CGS days. But it's also a look at all things Titans, past and present, whenever I get the chance. And also titles related to the Titans and even some creators. So, this is why I decided to resurrect resurrect this podcast for this particular review, because it just seemed like perfect timing with what's going on with DC Comics and the Titans titles at this moment. So, we're back, and as I mentioned in the pro- prologue, uh, both the Titans and the Teen Titans titles are getting a bit of a brush-up. I've read both specials. And they kick off with new creative teams and new directions. So I wanted to give brief thoughts and comment on what I read. So let's get started. After the events of Metal and the four-issue No Justice weekly event, uh, DC decided not to go back to issue number one for Titans and Teen Titans. Instead, they released two specials, the Titans special, which was released on June 13th, and the Teen Titans special released on June 27th. Now, both in anticipation of new creative teams that will start with Titans 20 and Titans 23, which I think that one was just released. Now, I am not finished with the metal event. I have not read No Justice. Add to that that I've barely read any of the post-Flashpoint New 52 Rebirth Titans related uh, to what's going on. So it's safe to say that I'm coming into this new direction super cold. But you know what? Who cares? As much as it goes against my need to read things in publishing order, this felt like a good jumping on point, and I'm a firm believer that anyone can do exactly that without feeling like creators should spoon-feed them every nugget of info. You know, that's what back issues are for, that's what Google is for, uh, reviews, podcasts, etc. And outside of a few personal details here and there, or histories, uh, or personalities, um, 
You could definitely read these specials and know who the players are, more or less, as well as get a status quo for their place within the larger Titans universe or the larger Justice League universe or even the larger DC universe, because that's what I sort of had to do. So we begin with the Titans special, and this was entitled Emergent, and it's by Dan Abnett, writer, a slew of artists for each chapter of the book, including Sergio Davila and Vicente Cifuentes, Brent Peoples and Matt Santarelli, Brian Ching, Nicola Scott, Max Rayner, and Matt Santarelli, and Ben Oliver. I am definitely new to a lot of those artists. I'm fairly certain um, that list follows the order of the chapters. They didn't include page numbers in the credit box, which I hate. Uh, and then there are a bunch of color artists whose names I'm, I'm probably going to butcher, so uh, you know I'd rather not. Uh, their first names include Louis, Marcelo, Michael, Jordi Belair, I know that one, uh, Danae and Romulo. Uh, Dave Sharp on letters, and it's all under a Brandon Peterson cover, a pretty striking one at that, and I believe he's going to be the ongoing artist for the Titans title. The blurb for this one-shot special reads, It's the dawn of a new age of Titans. The events of Metal and No Justice have left the team in tatters, but a strange new threat has emerged to lead Nightwing to reassemble the Titans with a mix of old blood and new. A rash of metahuman power fluctuations are threatening people around the globe, and only the friends who grew up as superheroes can help those with whose powers have grown out of control. It all starts here in this special issue, kicking off a bold new direction. So about that cover... Uh, it's a really nice layout. You have Nightwing in the front, and then there's this pyramid effect going um, as you as you get deeper into the cover in terms of composition. Nightwing in the front, the Trinity behind him, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, and then the rest of the original Fab Five, uh, the Teen Titans, are in the background as headshots. It's really nice. Uh, and then you see here the new Justice branding on the side, and there's this interesting rainbow coloring along the background, which I thought was cool. Okay, the story. Just a little bit more about the story, and I'll give my thoughts as I go along here. Uh, Nightwing is chasing what is called an emergent who has the power of antimatter generation. So now that the source wall has collapsed, uh, latent metahuman abilities are being kickstarted by what they're calling exotic energies or exogenic energy and it's totally saturating the earth it feels very inhumans terrigen mist to me very x-men um yeah i'll have thoughts about that later okay now this brings dick to the justice league who in turn want the team that he's going to form they want the team to be part of the league and the new hall of justice and uh, it feels very much like DC trying to brand out Justice League because we're now under Scott Snyder uh, writing a new Justice League series. It's very high profile. It's interesting that they want Nightwing's team under their umbrella. But if you read Detective Comics right now, uh, which is going through a short little new story arc with Black Lightning, um, 
Bruce wants Black Lightning to form a new outsiders group because he wants it to do things that he can't or the Justice League can't. In essence, he wants to have a team that is not under the Justice League uh, brand. So I thought that was kind of interesting. So as Dick is talking to the Trinity, he realizes that Superman, or he he uh, surmises and figures out that Superman is not Superman. It's Martian Manhunter in a Superman disguise. Again, to go back to that Detective Comics issue, uh, when Bruce Wayne calls on the Justice League for some bit of information, it's Martian Man- Manhunter that comes to Bruce, not Superman. And if again, if you're reading Justice League, uh, Martian Manhunter is kind of at the center point. They brought him back into the whole Justice League thing. He is team leader. And there again, there's this like synergy happening between some of these titles where they're making sure that they're putting Martian Manhunter in this position. And it's also happening if you read the first issue of Bendis' Superman, uh, Martian Manhunter comes to Superman to have this little heart-to-heart. And I believe in that book, they call him the heart and soul of the Justice League. So again, they're trying to restore his position within the larger Justice League universe. And I will come back to that in a bit as well. All right. As he's talking to the Justice League, Nightwing says, these emergents are like newborns, orphans thrown into the world. I know how that feels. It's a nice little bit of character touch there. Nightwing felt Real similar in this book. It felt like I hadn't stopped reading his character. So Dan Abnett certainly got that part of uh, Dick right. And then he says, this meeting was a courtesy. I'm not asking for permission. I'm telling you what I'm going to do. So yeah, he's still under the Justice League umbrella, but uh, this is his baby. Now that little bit of mission statement or, or whatever you want to call it felt like when I read Judd Winnick's Outsiders if you remember that series, this was right when Jeff John started his run on Teen Titans um, with uh, Tim Drake and Wonder Girl and the clone Superboy and Cyborg and Starfire and Beast Boy. And I think Raven was in it as well. So we're going back to, what, 2003, I think. And in, in the companion book, The Outsiders, uh, Arsenal, Roy, Roy Harper, he goes to Dick and says, look, we need to start a new team. It eventually becomes the Outsiders. But what he says is, I'm not here to build a family, but a team. Uh, he doesn't want his family members. He wants a team that can work together. And that's kind of what Nightwing wants as well. Although it's interesting some of the choices that he picks. So let's go to the lineup. As we go through the book, uh, Dick goes to Raven first who is in Arizona, and it's kind of interesting that he goes to her first because Raven is the one who brought the original New Teen Titans together in the first place. He says that he needs an empath and a co-leader, which was a nice, interesting little switch. This is a Raven that I don't know very well. She's younger. She looks different. She feels different than the Marv Wolfman, George Perez era. Uh, So it'll be interesting to learn about her And also to see the dynamic of her being a co-leader, if that's truly where they're putting her. And then Dick goes to Beast Boy in Hollywood, and apparently the events of No Justice have made him, have turned him into a true Beast Boy. Uh, He sort of 
hulks out or he's like a uh, like a werewolf or something. I don't I don't know if he can change to other animals. Um, he can only so far in this issue, uh, he just blew up to be this creature. That's kind of interesting, right? It kind of puts him in a new phase of his life. And Dick even says to him, look, I want you because you're someone who understands the trauma of transformation. And then he also says Dick is, Dick is confident that their work will reveal a cure. All right, then, then Dick goes to Donna Troy in New York, who is having a little bit of crisis of faith after events in... I guess in the Titans book and maybe Wonder Woman. Again, I don't know what's going on. Apparently, the identity of Troya is something bad. It's something that might end the world. So Donna is drinking. She's unsure. She's lost. She's scared. She feels a little younger. Uh, it feels like a Donna like that. I don't know. You know, all of these all of these Titans are more or less in a new state. Um. That's kind of interesting to me because then it makes me think, oh no, are we going to get another who is Donna Troy or who is Wonder Girl or maybe who is Troya? I don't know. Uh, her dialogue just rings different to my ear. It's not bad. It's just she is a new character, a new slate for me, which is kind of interesting. Dick says that he wants her as the second heavy hitter, which is kind of okay. Uh, there's a bit of dialogue where Donna says that Wally is her best friend, which to me, that's like, no, Dick is your best friend. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, but then she also thinks of Roy as a potential romance. That sticks. She doesn't call him Dick. She calls him Grayson, which is an odd bit of um, impersonal connection there. I'm so used to her calling her Dick, calling him Dick. Um, when she asks him about what the team name will be, he says, look, I figure we'll just put the word new in front of Titans. And she says, you suck at rebranding. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm wondering if a new team, a new team name would have been best. Um, because there's this angle about Dick wanting to create a team and not necessarily a family, but you're still using the name Titans. And so far you've gone after three people who are very familiar with the Titans and with Nightwing, um, I assume, again, maybe in this new Rebirth 52 universe, they're not as connected. Um, maybe, I even think, now that I think about it, that maybe there never was a new Teen Titans group in um, this universe, this Rebirth universe, which is very interesting, right? If they went from the original Fab Five plus Lilith and whoever else... Um, straight to these Titans and Teen Titans teams. Maybe that's why he said New Titans, because there never was a New Titans before. I don't know. Anyway, um, and then the last member who Dick is considering the big heavy hitter is Natasha Irons in Metropolis. She's no longer with Tracy 13, her girlfriend. She has figured out on her own that all this cosmic energy is cascading down Earth, and apparently there's a rift between her and her uncle, over some very different ideas, which is kind of interesting. Um, I don't think she's ever been on the team before. I'm not sure during the Jeff Johns run, like later in that run when it was under different writers, if she had ever been part of this team. So I'm considering her a new member to the Titans universe, but that may not be true. Uh, so that's a nice little throw in there, somebody different. 
Um, he says that they will be the official response team of the Justice League, and they're going to be headquartered in the Hall of Justice in a place known as Chamber 404. Now, the thing about the lineup, again, to go back to that thing about branding, in an odd way, it very much still is the same core that's been around since Jeff Johns's Teen Titans, since the original Teen Titans cartoon, uh, the animated series, because you have a Robin with Nightwing, you have Raven, you have Beast Boy, you have a Starfire character with Donna, right? They're not the same, but they could be counterpo- counterpoint parts, excuse me. Um, and then you definitely have a cyborg with Natasha. So I felt like, okay, there's a way to keep that lineup without actually going back to the lineup, sort of. I don't know. Also going on in the background is a character that's watching over them. And it turns out that it's Miss Martian. Now there's a sequence when they're following Natasha where uh, it doesn't look like Miss Martian. But again, she's a shape changer. So maybe it's her, maybe it's not her. Anyway, she's meant to be a chaperone to this team. She's meant to be a connection to Martian Manhunter, to the Justice League. This is very young justice cartoon for me right it almost flips the script where in the young justice cartoon they throw in miss martian as kind of like the younger member of the group um and then she was certainly brought in during the jeff johns run but in that instance she you know she had a secret identity so and here she's meant to look over them which is odd so what i was saying earlier about Martian Manhunter being the leader of the Justice League. Now you have Miss Martian in a advisory capacity or whatever you want to say for this team. That's two Martians in charge of two different teams. And if that doesn't feel like some kind of setup, I don't know what. So, you know, are we seeing something that's going to play out later where these Martians are in charge of two different teams? Um, could something be going on? Could there be some kind of conspiracy? I don't know. I just thought it was interesting, an interesting parallel. And then the whole issue ends with a brother blood sequence, a brother blood that I'm not familiar with. He looks different. Apparently he was part of, I think, Animal Man for a while. And he says here, the world is being transmuted by cosmic influence and not just the world, all worlds everywhere. He has this external connection to organic sentience through the Parliament of the Red, which is, you know, if you remember Alan Moore's Swamp Thing, Parliament of the Trees, I guess it was, Parliament of the Green. And then since then, there's been tons of other ones. Um, I think Peter David introduced the Clear, which eventually became the Blue with Aquaman. Um, There was something called the Gray. And now I think there's like the White, the Black... Uh, the red, I think that was introduced back in Animal Man during the Vertigo Vertigo days. Um, so it's back again, and it's probably all been rebranded and reorganized. But here's a Brother Blood. He looks cool. Um, I'm just not familiar with him, so uh, it'll be interesting to see where that goes. But again, you know, it's a new team, um, and we're still hitting some Titans beats, which, uh, you know, I guess that's okay. I think a lot of these beats I've read before, 
because, you know, I've been reading comics for a long time. So I don't necessarily fault the issue for that. It does come across a little by the numbers, a little dry, a little rigid. Um, Dick going from character to character, getting, uh, we're getting our footing as readers on where these characters are. It, it makes sense. That's what this special is meant to do. Dick is the center point. It does give the book uh, some stability, even if his teammates aren't. And to go back to the whole Inhumans thing, I just question how interesting the emergence will really be. Will any of them stick? Or are we using these emergents as a way to explore the individual Titans members? Um, so it's not really about the emergence, but it's about how the Titans members react to them. Certainly Beast Boy, maybe Donna. Uh, and will we see some growth in their character because of it? Or will this whole mission statement just be a status quo for a little bit until the next major DC event, and then we sort of abandon all of this? So that's that's the danger of this kind of thing. It was the danger with the Inhumans, and, um, you know, this is only the special, so I guess we got to see where it goes. Now on to the Teen Titans special. The blurb for this, Robin, Kid Flash, and Red Arrow are sick of the superhero status quo. And if the adults won't do anything about it, you better believe these teenagers will. Following the shocking events of No Justice, don't miss this special oversized issue that sets the stage for a fearless new direction that will change the Teen Titans forever. And the creative team on this is Adam Glass, writer, Robson Rocha, penciler, Daniel Enriquez, inker, Sonny Go, colorist, Rob Lay, letterer, and the cover is by Robson Rocha and Hi-Fi Color. Uh, I like the cover, uh, whereas the Titan special is a team that is working with the Justice League. This one is against the League. So we have Kid Flash and Damien and Red Arrow in the forefront. And behind them are statues of Flash, Batman, and Green Arrow, but they're all decimated. And we have some logos here. I think this is the first time I'm seeing the logo for, for Damien. It just says Damien, so that's kind of cool. And I don't know this Red Arrow. I've never read this Red Arrow, so this is going to be an interesting thing to learn about her. The title for this is Things Done Changed, and this is different from the Titan special in that um, there are three different vignettes. Instead of one person coming to collect a team, it's just these different vignettes to give us a status quo of where these three characters are, Damien, uh, the younger Wally West Kid Flash, and Red Arrow. Uh, eventually, Damien wants to bring these people together, but as of now, we're just seeing what it is, what certain events have happened that put them onto this new uh, mission statement, like the blurb said, that they're going to do things their way. So Titans is under the Justice League, but Teen Titans will not be. Damien even says at the beginning here, our way of doing things is old and broken because of the events of New Justice. So clearly something's going to happen where this group is going to be at odds with the Justice League. So we open with Damien going after... Uh, someone who has bombed um, a Lebanese family's deli. Uh, 
Damien eats there and he's friends with them. It's kind of like a protection protection racket. Things go wrong. A bomb goes off, killing the father of this family. And Damien is pissed and he learns that this is all under the racket of Black Mask, which I have who I haven't seen in a while. So he goes to Black Mask and he's pointing a gun at him and Black Mask says to him, you know, look, that's not that's not your way. Batman doesn't use guns, and Damien says, I'm not Batman. And you hear a gunfire go off, but you don't know what happened. So this is Damien on a tear to do things differently from his father. And then we have uh, Amiko, Red Arrow. I'm being introduced to this character. She is the daughter of Shadow and also the daughter of Robert Queen, who is Ollie's father. So, so this Red Arrow, Amiko, is the sister of Oliver Queen, the sister of Green Arrow. All very strange. It makes me wonder, wait a minute, Shadow had a son pre-Flashpoint that was Ollie's son, so I'm imagining they maybe did away with that? Uh, because that would be weird that Ollie's father is the one that hooked up with Shadow, not not Ollie, and had a daughter, and you know, whatever. Ollie, oh, Ollie and Aquaman always had a lot of babies, uh, so and siblings and all that other stuff. So I don't know what's going on in the Green Arrow universe. So anyway, this Amiko, this Red Arrow, she's going up against her mother, and it turns out the same way by the end where. She just can't trust her mother. She doesn't. She believes there's something better in her mother. She confronts Shadow when Shadow is trying to kill some political official or something or other, and Shadow slices her own daughter with poison on her fingertips. And uh, the only way that Amiko can survive is if she if she sticks a, an arrow or a fork into this electrical socket and he shocks herself and she, I guess shocks the uh, toxin out of her body. And she's just beside herself that her mother tried to kill her. And she even says here at the end, no more second chances, never again. So again, another pulling away, another um, barrier between an older and a younger generation going on there. And then we get Wally West, the younger Wally West in California. Um He's going up against two members of the Suicide Squad, El Diablo and Harley Quinn, because they are going after someone who Wally thinks is innocent. And then the older Wally shows up, still in that red uniform with his red hair. I still don't like that contrast. (laughs) Um, And says to the younger Wally, look, they're right. She's a murderer. Um, They're going to go take her to, you know, a prison. And Wally just doesn't. He doesn't, he's not with it, right? He's, he's like, no, I don't believe we should, that should happen. Turns out that uh, the Suicide Squad wasn't going to take this woman anywhere. They take her away from the public and kill her, and that pisses off the younger Wally. Um, so this, the whole meeting between younger and o- older Wally has put a sour taste in his mouth, He says, heaven forbid you disagree with the Almighty Justice League. It's not what I got to learn that I'm questioning. It's the people trying to teach me. And some of this has to do because Wally's dad used to belong to the squad. 
uh, Iris's younger brother, the new 52 reverse flash, right? I never read it, so I don't know what that is. And this whole thing takes place before the flash war. So it's just another youngster who has gone up against an adult that seems to think that the younger one should listen to them. And he's tired of it. So at the end here, Damien says, I see a way to do this whole hero thing better than my father and his friends. And that means uh, starting a new team. And that team will include Red Arrow, Kid Flash, and a new Lobo, the daughter of, uh, I forget what her name is now that I think about it, uh, daughter of the original Lobo and two other characters that have popped up in promos here and there. So... It's a whole new generation. It's a whole new concept. It's a whole new way of doing things for the Teen Titans as kind of like outcasts. Again, would a new team name have been better? Maybe. Um, But we'll see. I actually liked this special. I I like this one, I think, a little bit more than the other one. Uh, The art was consistent because it was one artist. The story... um, these are all very new characters to me, except for Damien, so I got a chance to read them. And, um, you know, I'm not terribly excited about where either of these mission statements are going, these bold new directions. They feel kind of temporary, at least until the next um, need to do a rebranding. But I was glad I read them, and, um, you know, I'll probably keep tabs on them from uh, here on out. That's pretty much it. I I really didn't have much to say about that Teen Titans one, more so than the Titans one. But, um, you know, if you've read them, if if this is a place where you feel like you want to jump in, I think this is these are good specials to do that Um, and definitely read the specials before you read the first issues uh, for the new direction. Um, As I said, with Titans 23 and Teen Titans 20. Uh, because I think you'll get a better idea of what's going on. All right, real quick here at the end, uh, there's some other stuff that's going on currently in the Titans universe, if you want to be caught up. Uh, I mentioned Flash War. That has just come to an end. Nightwing has a new creative team as of issue 44. The Cyborg title has been canceled as of issue 23. Uh, But we do have Cyborg and Starfire coming up in Justice League Odyssey, although that has been delayed as well. Raven, Daughter of Darkness, is up to issue six, so we're halfway through that uh, maxi-series. There are a whole bunch of trades that have been been released throughout this year. Back in February, uh, the old Nightwing series from the 90s and 2000s, um, that's up to... Volume 7 called Shrike. So now 60 issues of that series have been collected. In May, the fourth volume of Deathstroke, uh, again, the 90s series, was released, which we're now up to issues 25 on that. Also in May, they released uh, a Titans trade paperback called Titans Total Chaos, which featured Donna Troy going crazy and her... Uh, Sun growing up to be Lord Chaos, and you had the Team Titans. I'm not exactly sure why they're doing a trade of that. In June, uh, we had the Tempest miniseries come out in a collection by Phil Jimenez called Aquaman Tempest. Great miniseries, very detailed, uh, a stunning history of Aqualad Tempest 
and um, just a, a series I really, really enjoyed. So I'm glad that that got a collection. The New Teen Titans series of trade paperbacks, that one is up to volume nine. The first eight of those trades collect the entire Wolfman Perez plus other artists um, volume of New Teen Titans. So if you get the first eight trade paperbacks of the New, New Teen Titans uh, series, you get from number one to number 58, I think it is. Um, you know, when New Teen Titans became, t- became Tales of the Teen Titans. So that means that run that I'm looking at, that's all collected. And in August, um, the New Teen Titans trade paperback volume nine will come out and that will start the Baxter run. So, you know, they finally did it. They finally collected that original volume one New Teen Titans run. Uh, so it's out there for you to read. I know recently they just put out a whole bunch of digital sales. Uh, so you can find those you can find those issues in a lot of different places. Also in September, they're gonna start trading the Judd Winnick run of Titans called Titans Together. This is from the 2000s with the first 11 issues and the Titans East special. So lots, oh, lots, oh, lots of Titans-related material for you to read. Um, I haven't seen another Vigilante trade paperback. They did one of the old Marv Wolfman, Keith Pollard run, but they haven't done another one. Um, I don't know why they still haven't done the Omega Men from the 80s. I really wish they would. I don't think they've ever done Teen Titans Spotlight, unless they did a showcase, but I don't think so. So that could be another series that they could do. Ah, there's just so much stuff that could be done in the Titans universe. And finally, how excited are you for the DC Universe online content that is coming up in the fall? where you're going to have a series of live-action and animated original uh, shows, such as Titans and Doom Patrol and Swamp Thing and Harley Quinn. Um, You're going to have uh, a digital comics hub, and I know they're putting out some Titans content on there. But of course, the thing that's uh, related to this podcast, we have the Titans web television series, And it's based on, obviously, the team of the same name. And you're going to have characters such as Robin. And you're going to have Starfire and Raven and Beast Boy. Hawk and Dove is supposed to be making an appearance. I know the Doom Patrol will be making an appearance and and will spin out of that series. There's been some stuff, you know, all over the place that you can read. Some images of um, Brenton Thwaites as Robin, as Dick Grayson. I think they just announced the casting for uh, Rita Farr, Alasta Woman for the Doom Patrol. And the same thing goes with Donna Troy. She has, uh, that's been cast with Connor uh, Leslie. So, yeah, I mean, it's supposed to be about nine episodes or so. And it's going to, we're going to see what it's going to be about, right? Um, It's developed by Akiva Goldsmith, Jeff Johns, and Greg Berlanti, which is cool. I'm excited about it. I can't wait till it comes out. It will be the first streaming service I think I will actually support and actually pay for, Um, you know, because who knows what will come out of this. It's just DC content, right? Like, I'm all for it, and I'm excited about it, especially with the Titans stuff. 
And we're going to get to see if they're going to do it, do the Titans right, or at least honor them as they should. Um, so when that hits, I'm hoping to, again, put that into the rotation of stuff that I talk about here on the Tower Podcast. All right, I think that's enough for today. Thanks for listening. And you can find the Tower on iTunes if you look up the Daily Rios uh, the Daily Rios podcast should come up, and also the Daily Rios presents the Tower. That should also come up as well. That way, you can subscribe to the podcast. You can go listen to the previous sixteen episodes and play catch up because I'm going to be playing catch up. And again, thank you for indulging me as I talk about some current comment comics. Um, let me know if you pick up those specials or if you're someone who, have, who has been reading the Titans since Flashpoint or New 52. Uh, you know, you guys are going to be a little more knowledgeable with that than I am. But, uh, you know, hopefully down the road I'll be able to catch up at some point. And I do plan on returning to the Wolfman Perez title soon enough. You can reach me, Peter at the DailyRios.com. And as always, thanks for listening. <laughs>